So the problem is <laughs> part three. Um, I don't know what we were talking about. Um, the decision saving the mother, the child. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So the problem is those cases, rape, incest. And I, I think there is a really, really, really interesting argument to be had about rape and incest. I do. I think there's a really nuanced debate to be had there where that's, that's kind of different than health of the mother. Cause then we're talking about another human life that we're saving. Whereas rape and incest, we're still talking about ending one human life, like terrible thing that happened to you, but we're still talking about what ending one human life. So I think there's a really nuanced debate to be had about rape and incest, but rape, incest, health of the mother and baby make up three to 7% of all abortions. Which is more than I thought. Yeah. Can I be honest? Yeah. All three of those things put together. Okay. So I think I think rape and incest is like 1% or it, it breaks down to that way, depending on the study you read. Sure. Because um, there are a lot of different, I've read a bunch of them and they all have different numbers, but the most I've seen is 7%. Okay. That make that up. And usually it's about 3%, but 3 to 7% is about what you're this talking is about. Consensus. Is rape, incest, health of the mother. Three to seven percent. So that means the rest of what we're talking about here is voluntary abortions that have nothing to do with you were being raped, or at least you you're not reporting it as a mm -hmm. rape a rape instance, and it's just voluntary. The vast majority of them are. I don't have can't afford this baby. I already have too many kids. I things like that, and that's where I think the abortion argument breaks down is because I think most pro-lifers would be totally fine signing a bill that says, okay, we're banning abortion except for rape, incest, health of the mother. Mm -hmm. And we'd be totally cool saying, done, because that's 93 to 97% of all abortions stopped. So, yeah, go ahead. Do we want to talk more about the other cases? Of or like voluntary the, abortions. Yeah, we're talking the ninety-three to ninety-seven percent of abortions that are. Yeah. So I mean, cases. we're we're basically on the same page as far as rape. I think there's. A, I think so. I think there's a nuanced debate to be had, and I'm I'm totally cool to listen to arguments of for rape. Yeah. Says, like yeah. abortion's yeah. still not cool for rape. I'm totally okay listening to those arguments. Health of the mother. I think even most pro-lifers are okay. Health of the mother is that's yeah. a, that's okay. Sure. But yeah. yeah, we can talk about the 97, 93, 97. Okay. We can yeah. take a couple of minutes. Well, yeah. And so, cause I, uh, we're, we're going long and yep. we want you guys to stay engaged, but it's also, a big, in yeah, it is. And it's, you know, we don't want to do a part two later. We just want to hash it out. So like, <laughs> let's, I guess to, to talk about that, my, my thoughts are, are fairly straightforward, uh -huh. I think. Um, and I think we might have to get, for me, this is where we start talking about solutions and what to do about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because right now we have hundreds of thousands to millions of abortions being performed over you know a year or several years. Mm -hmm. um, I like that the abortion rate in the United States is dropping. Yep. Um, I think that's a very positive I think thing. everyone does, which is interesting think, to me. Yes. Even pro-choicers I we, see advocating for less abortions, which I think is an interesting interesting to them. Well, and I think it's because deep down they know that we don't, that we shouldn't be killing fetuses if we can avoid it. Yes. And I think that avoiding it is the important part. Sure. So, so if we're going to talk about what to do about the other 93 to 97%, what I've seen and what I would submit 
and this is where I feel like I'm finally on page, <laughs> like on par with most of the liberals. Nice. Is the solution. Here. Um, is, so the research that I've seen is that one thing that's been shown to very reliably lower abortion rates is um, comprehensive sexual education in public schooling okay. and um, affordable, effective um, contraception. So basically what my argument would be to reduce abortion, like when you were talking about government stipends, I think it should be as easy as possible to avoid getting pregnant. I think it should be as easy as possible to have that kid. I think if we can make it so that every pregnancy is a planned pregnancy, that's great. Then that, then yeah, then every single person who's pregnant already wants their baby. I love that. There's never an issue where you're like, Oh, this was a mistake or I don't know how I feel about this or this shouldn't have happened. There's no regret. I think every every pregnancy in a perfect ideal world, every pregnancy is planned, um, and unfortunately, that puts a lot of weight on the mother to you know have contraception. A lot of people get sexually assaulted. A lot of people get raped. Yep. And obviously, a rapist isn't going to wear a condom, and you know, honestly, screw those guys. Yeah, but um, kind of, never mind. But <laughs> we don't want to get too graphic. But um, so so. What I want is I want people to be educated about contraception. I want to avoid unplanned pregnancies 100% if we can. Okay. And then I think if we can get to a point where, and, and I know that economics and taxation and stuff is a thing that conservatives and liberals go back on, but if we could have you know higher minimum wages, then women don't have to worry about affording We'll disagree. Fees. If we, yeah, and that's fine. And if, you know, but if <laughs> that's women the have, M, M's, M's, minimum wage, <laughs> M's. When we get down to minimum wage. I guess if women have money and time to take care of their kids, they don't feel like they have, like they're trapped. Like you said, they don't feel like they have to abort their pregnancy because they can have the resources and have what they need Absolutely. to carry that child to term and to raise that child Absolutely. or adopt the child. If for whatever reason, it's not working out. Adoption should be super easy. I agree. You know, like that's 100%. where I want things because you know, I, I get the argument that abortion elective abortion is wrong. And I get that you see that and you want to just, make that illegal across the board because you want to protect the sanctity of life. Yeah. I get that. My concern, and I feel like the liberal concern is that we don't want to regress to where we were, where women felt like they had to abort their children and didn't know what else to do about it. So 100%. I really like, what was it? Safe, rare, legal. <laughs> safe, legal, and rare. Yeah. Rare in instances of the rare is I think allowing for yeah, the three life of the mother. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the rare. Or it should be. Yeah. Should be the right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't exist at all. But I think abortion needs to be available in those cases. And I, agree. I and I think for all the other cases, we need to make women's lives a, a lot easier. That's honestly like that's I'm that's it for me. That's all <laughs> I have. That is the end all of my arguments. That's what I think. Because that, I think that would solve the problem. I think abortion would be a thing of the past. In terms of elective abortion, if we could make sure that every pregnancy was planned and I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I think we might have a different difference of opinion on the timeline here. Because I think the beginning of that is overturning Roe v. Wade. Oh. And the reason I would overturn Roe v. Wade is because all Roe v. Wade does is it protects it makes having an abortion a, a right right? Is it says women have the right to have an abortion. So you can't completely outlaw abortions. What I think is a better solution, because I think that's wrong. I don't think women have the right to have an abortion. 
I think that is not a right and government doesn't grant rights. I think rights are something you have mm. and government can protect those, but I don't think they can grant them. Um, and so I don't think it's a right that women have because I believe it's ending another life. Women don't have the right to end another life. Like if, if the baby is born after nine months, a woman can't three months in the first three months of having a baby is tough. Mm. The first three months in the woman goes, I cannot do this. She can't again, graphic disclaimer. She can't drown the baby in a bathtub. Like she can't make the decision that's ending a human life. And so I don't think they have the right to do that. And I think the right to privacy is a really sticky argument. Um, but what I would, my, my whole point is take away the quote unquote right, because all that does, is it says a state can't say outlaw an abortion. Mm -hmm. We have 50 states in the United States. I don't think every single state would outlaw abortion. So it would still be an available thing, just more difficult, but it would be, um, but it would be available. Some states would. Well, I mean, depending on your resources, like I think, you know, if the entire South outlawed abortion, sure. there's going to be a lot of people of color down there, a lot of people in poverty that just won't be able to get an abortion. That's true. That's true. But see, I think, I think you have to take, a, take that away first. And maybe I'm wrong and I'm open to being wrong, but I think you have to take away the idea that this is a right before you can start and not take away abortions, not outlaw abortions necessarily nationally. Mm -hmm. but take away that idea that this is a right and you can't get rid of it because then you can't really do anything if that's there. If that's the law of the land, you can't really do anything with it. So you have to kind of get rid of that. Let states handle it. Let states decide what their individual state is going to do. And then and it doesn't have to be far and our government sucks at this, but you can do <laughs> two things at once. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. I think you can do that and then make things like adoption, abortion. I don't think the government should necessarily step in and outlaw abortion completely, at least initially. I think it should be left to the states, the individual states to decide what they want to do on the abortion issue. And if you want to leave, you can leave. Yes, there are going to be people without the means, but I think we can also make it easier for them to and promote these ideas of adoption of of childcare from from companies and things like that. So to go off of that, something mm -hmm. that I've been thinking about this week is I think I'm I'm more comfortable with saying rather than saying that women have a right to an abortion. Because mm -hmm. yeah, because that's when you put it that way, like I have a right to take someone else's life. Is that's some serious stuff that you're saying? I, what I would rather say is I think women have a right to adequate health care, to contraception. All right. To agreement. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I think they should have a right to I I think they should have a right to any everything beyond ending someone else's life. Mm -hmm. You should have a right to to say how life is conceived inside your own body. Um, and I think that goes back to contraception and reducing rape and sexual assault. And I think that you have a right to 
the resources that you need to have healthcare. I think healthcare should be free. <laughs> so I think, I think when conservatives hear right, I think there's just a disconnect of the definition mm. of what a right is and what we think rights are. Because mm. from a conservative, I think rights are things that you just innate, just have that is are God given. I see. And like, I don't have a right to, to drive a car. That's not a right. And so the government can't give like that a, to me. Like a right as opposed to like a privilege. Yes. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Like I, I don't have a right to drive a car and therefore the government can tell me you can't drive a car anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have, I do have a right to my freedom of speech. The government cannot come in and tell me they just can't, that you cannot say this. Because you can still just say it. Yes. Like, <laughs> okay, I see. What like you're the government doesn't can't take away my rights and can't give me more. The government can't hand out more rights to people. Mm. I think there are things you inalien you. What, what's the word I keep trying to say? Inalienable. Yeah. There we go. There. <laughs> you got it. Um, I keep trying to get it out and I can't. <laughs> that, that um, good old Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Frick, man. Um, but rights are things that you have that okay. are yours, and the government can protect those but they can't give you more. And so when we, when we hear like, we get a little cringy when we hear we want to make healthcare a right because who mm. wants to make healthcare a right? Like, I don't, what's, what's the right that, that I have for healthcare? Like, that's a good that you're giving me. You can say that the government should provide free healthcare, but making it a right, I don't think you can, do that. And maybe it's just a mix up of words and we, and it's a mix up of communication. I, I, yeah. I think that's something that we can kind of hash out. Uh, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So maybe rather than saying that women have a right to healthcare. No, I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and I don't, yeah. And, and I feel like it's kind of off topic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. If, I, I went off on a tangent. No, 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 that's okay. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like I said, I I did my mic drop earlier. Like I <laughs> I want I want abortion rates to be reduced because I want women to have control over what's going on with their bodies, and they don't have ever are never in a position where they feel like they have to abort a pregnancy. Sure. So That's a couple things that you said. Um, first of all, women having control of their own bodies in terms of how they are impregnated. What do you mean? I. Well, what do, what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> like, 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 you can't just go rape a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the consent, okay, I think, yes, is important. Yes, yes, I agree. And that's why I think there's a nuanced argument for rape and incest is because I think women didn't have the choice mm-hmm. for that. They mm-hmm. didn't. Whereas, but which I don't think necessarily justifies an abortion. Sure, exactly. And that's why I think there's a nuanced argument. Sure. It's a gray area. It's definitely a gray area. Absolutely. But as far as the other times, I believe that women do have control of their own body. I think I'm pro-choice in the sense, I think women should be able to choose to have sex if they want to. Yeah. But once they make the decision to have sex, they don't then get to choose what happens afterwards. They don't get to choose the quote-unquote consequences for the decision they made mm. none of us you're saying none of us get to make the decision make the decision on what the consequences are for the choices we make 
we make choices and then there are consequences. Whereas with abortion, we're kind of saying, no, you can kill a person now after you made a choice. So the only person not making a choice there is the human life you're, you're taking. Yeah. And so I think, yeah. And I, w- I would just lead back into what I'd said earlier about contraception. And especially yeah. Yeah, yeah. when I'm thinking about like sex ed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that consequences follow actions. I want to make sure that every single person has all of the resources, all of the education that they need to make educated choices and safe choices. Um, I don't know if that. Yeah. So what you're saying. (laughs) So 70% of all abortions that occur happen because happen from someone who already has children. Which, so I don't, that's the only, I don't quite understand the sex education argument. Because you assume they already know everything if yeah. they've already had sex and had kids. They've already had sex and had kids. They already know what happens if they choose to have sex. Now, there's 30% there that don't have a child, but I don't necessarily think that means they don't know. There are definitely a, a percentage of people who don't, who aren't educated enough and do require that. Oh. But the vast majority are people who have already had kids. Well, and so I'm wondering if they, how many of those people would just be second time mothers? Like maybe you didn't know what was going on the first time because you, you weren't educated enough. Um, and so now that you have a little bit more, well, no, okay, that doesn't really hold up either. Let me backtrack from that. Um, one of my thoughts is if no one had contraception, then then most people would be mothers. And so if maybe they're already mothers because they didn't have access to contraception in the first place. That's a fair argument. They didn't have, you know, a doctor that they could go to that could prescribe them pills or something. That's a fair argument. And so my main point with that was against the sex education argument. Sure. And, and so maybe I'll have to look into more how it is that sex education is linked to reduction in abortion rates. I think it makes sense for, for first time mothers. Yeah. That maybe you don't know what's going on. You're in high school. You're 16 years old. You're messing around with your boyfriend. And you don't really fully comprehend or you're not really in the place mentally maturity-wise where you can really understand what those consequences are going to be or what that's going to mean for you. Um, And so I think I'm going to have to look more at the research for sex education. Sure. Um, Because I I see what you're saying. Yeah. That makes sense. See, that's that's kind of my whole issue, quote-unquote, with the – with the pro-choice argument is I feel like you're taking not you, but the pro-choice argument sure is taking the minority of cases that are the most extreme cases and using that to try and get people to feel something and therefore justifying the other vast majority of the cases mm-hmm. instead of just, cause I think most pro, Pro-life people, I think, are willing to kind of move a little bit and say, yeah, we, we get their instance. Some are, some don't, sure. but most do. But I think pro-choicers tend to use these extreme arguments of, well, what if they were raped? Mm. Or, well, what if, uh, well, what if this happens? What if the, like, what if the mother's going to die? What if they don't know about sex? What if, like, mm. I think you're just, I think the pro-choice argument is using, I keep trying to say you, I'm not. No, no, it's no, not no, I, towards I'm not, you. I, I get, I get um, what you're saying. 
the general you use the minority of cases to try and justify their more extreme position. And yeah, and I think that's a lack of honesty. I think on the left, it would be nice if we said something like, no one's saying moms should die. Yeah. Like, we all, we all pretty much agree, I think, on these core central things. And again, there are some nuances conversations that we can have in sure. there, but those three to 7% of cases, I feel like most people agree on, it's the solution and the ethics behind those other 93 to 97 cases that we want to look at. How do we feel about this being legal? What kind of solutions could we look at? How, what would happen if it were illegal again? That kind of sure. stuff. Sure. Yeah. No, I think, and, and generally it's, I think because there's that, go ahead. Sorry, I, and so I totally forgot what my original point was. So I wish the left would stop being like, well, what about these cases? Because we're like, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. You know, like it, it should be easy for the left to be like, well, yeah, we all agree on these cases. Let's look at some solutions. Rather than just saying abortion needs to be legal, don't touch it. We can say, and and I'm not necessarily saying that I disagree with that. Mm -hmm. I am saying that we should be more honest about the other cases. Yeah, yeah. And be able to look at the because if we're not, then we're not going to find a solution for it. No. If we're just fighting over whether abortion is legal or illegal the whole time, we're not going to solve those other 93 to 97% of the cases. Well, and it's always going to change, right? If we don't actually come to and aren't willing to, and maybe this is just a broader point of this podcast, yep. is if we don't actually talk about these issues and are honest with one another, then it's just going to go back and forth. Like, yep. Republicans will get the majority and get a president and get the Supreme Court and overturn Roe v. Wade, and the Democrats will take over, and guess what? Roe v. Wade's back, and abortion's back. Because it's just this constant battle. We have of, to come together. Exactly. There's just yeah. this constant battle of, oh, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> and it's just going to go back and forth and we're never going to get anywhere. Yep. And so I think that's generally a good place for us to stop. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> and there, are, there is plenty, plenty more to get into about abortion. It's a big topic. Um, I definitely have more I would like to say about it. I think Ben probably has more if he's less tired and not running on four hours of sleep because he has a puppy that keeps him up all night. Um, he has <laughs> dog lives matter, buddy. Um, <laughs> you better, you're going to have to say that to me a few times. I do not condone animal cruelty. I will protect and stand by my puppy at all times. That's that's but dang. She drives me crazy. <laughs> That's the that's the next A. Animal oh, cruelty. Animal cruelty. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if there's much. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not cool with with animal yeah. cruelty. Um, but but we'll get into more of abortion in a part two. This has just been an hour and a half now. Yeah. Um, if you stuck through to the been, end, bless your bless heart. <laughs> you because I barely stuck into the end. The end. I'm not. I'm um, checking out on my dark We have we have more we want to talk about is is kind of the point. Yeah. Um, and I kind of I know this was kind of a long winded one um where we're kind of bouncing off one another and maybe talking in circles a little bit but again we just want to emphasize the point of this podcast is not for us to be scripted is not for us to get these cool one-liners in or mm -hmm. convince the other person it's to be able to sit down and talk and for you to listen and hear and hopefully it'd be a little refreshing to you to hear just two friends who disagree just sitting down, talking about it, and being perfectly fine afterwards. And that's the point of this podcast. So if you're a little long-winded, fine. Not professional, fine. I'm still doing it. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. Um, that's not the point here. The point is, hopefully it's a little refreshing for you to listen 
and know that the world isn't so so divided as being on social media can sometimes make it seem. Um, the, the news contributes, social media contributes, and we all feel it. Um, and so the point is Ben and I love each other. Like we're, we're best friends here and, Mm -hmm. and we disagree. And so that's my two cents. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, yeah. We need more than the world. And we care about you people too. We don't know you. We don't know who you are. We don't know what you're going through. Our whole 10 listeners. We care Every, uh, yeah all 10 people that streamed <laughs> that first episode bless your heart and probably less <laughs> now <laughs> because this is an this hour time. and a half long <laughs> um yeah um know that and i'm christian god loves you i think i agree I, um again i want to say unequivocally you have worth you're an important person thank you for just doing the best you can to to be a good human to bless the people around you and just for trying to get by day by day you're doing great keep going all right, Ben, what's what's the topic next week? Are we going to do a portion part two, or do we want to go to a B? Or I'm thinking, why don't I – let's move on to a B. BLM? Let's do let's do Black Lives Matter. Question mark? Can we do that? Let's – yeah. 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 So right. next week, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Black Lives Matter. Yep. Okay. So thanks so much for hanging out, guys. Okay. See ya. Bye. So anyway, <laughs> that's part two. We can only record a half yep. an hour at a time. So yeah. this is, <laughs> we got through the half hour. You guys yeah. made it. Okay. Yeah. So in general, I think we've established, yes, this is pretty much how the left feels. Yes, it's pretty much how the right feels. Good. And it's pretty accurate. Okay. So now I'm interested. How do you feel? Where, oh, no. <laughs> where do you, where are you at? We've, we've established what generally we think the left and the right feel. Yeah. Now, where are you at? In terms of, well, definitely in terms of the things that we brought up. So as a pre-medical psychology student who's taken just a crap load of biology, the easiest way for me to define what a person is, because I think you're right. I think that's really the core. If we can define whether a fetus is a person, that's a really important spot to start from. And then we can go from there. Sure. Um, I think a fetus is a person because it makes sense to me genetically. I have a hard time with the seed, the tree thing. Um, Cause like you said, like, yeah, but the tree was a seed at one point, like genetically, biologically, when we talk about speciation and taxonomy and categorizing different forms of life, um, you are you because of your genes. <laughs> and those are set essentially at fertilization. Yep. So I read some really interesting things and I've had some feelings about it as I've been learning more about embryonic development. Mm-hmm. Um, but I should say, I believe that a fetus is a person. Honestly, in the end, I don't care. Because if you abort the fetus, then the person is never born. And I shouldn't say abort the fetus. If you abort the pregnancy, the fetus is killed, then the person's never born anyway. So it doesn't really matter to me at what point they were in their development if they never have the chance to live. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. If you um, can hear that in the background. The cops are coming. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, I think, and I don't want to monopolize all our time. Sorry. I yeah, know, I'm, no, I'm just like going, I'm, um, I, I have plenty to say. So. Okay. I think two interesting things that I've seen about that, that I think are worth consideration is that a zygote, which is a fertilized egg, single cell organism with a unique genetic code that will eventually develop into an embryo and a fetus and an infant, um, is that at that point, that cell will divide into 
the baby, but it will also divide into the placenta. Mm -hmm. So an interesting thing to me is that I don't think a placenta is a person. Yeah, I agree. I so, but there's some aspect of that zygote that will be a placenta. Is the genetic so, code? Does the genetic code go with the separation? Are we talking about when the egg is fertilized or before the egg is fertilized? Well, no, yeah. When the egg is fertilized, uh -huh. an egg and a sperm, you have that new unique genome. Yes. That single cell will divide into both the baby and the placenta, is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a so I think I guess what I'm trying to say is I think a zygote is a person and more. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. I think it's inaccurate to describe it as only a person. I think there's more to it. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I saw that was interesting is a lot of, I guess, people consider um, gastrulation, gastrulas, blastulas, I don't remember which one, as the point where it becomes a person because at that point, um, the embryo can no longer divide to form twins. So if anything, again, I don't think that doesn't mean that it's not necessarily a person. Um, I just think it means that it now has the potential to be two people. <laughs> so, or more, you know, in the case of triplets or quadruplets or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess my point is it's interesting, it's complicated, but I really don't think it matters. I think it's a person, even if it can be more than that. So another, another kind of left argument that I've heard is yeah. there's a difference between a human and being a human being biologically mm -hmm. and personhood. Ooh. And so, oh, that's deep. Yeah, and I don't so, like that. <laughs> and so, oh, no. like I've heard, I've heard the argument made, and I don't it doesn't necessarily resonate with me very well. But is should we value human life just for the fact that it's human life, or should we value personhood? So, from the left, what's the difference? How how have you seen people distinguish between a person and a human? Um, like human is a biological, like you can define because i think i think the left is kind of starting to realize that okay we kind of have the science here now it's a homo sapiens it's like, it's, it's a human yeah so to me i think the argument is is kind of shifting a little bit which is really dangerous in my opinion um to say okay it's a human yeah but is it a person like and I think personally, that's really a dangerous argument because then, then we're all taking kind of a subjective view of what personhood is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Nazis, for example, <laughs> to them, Jews were not people; they were yeah. human beings, correct? Like, Slave and I don't want to take like the, make the Hitler argument. I think it sucks because people make the argument for everything. But so, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one out for today. But <laughs> I mean. You can start now saying, okay, but is Ben a person? Like, and now we're subjectively defining these things based on characteristics that we have an opinion on instead of drawing an actual line saying, no, we can prove this thing. There's no subjectivity to this. Objectively, this is a human being. Whereas I think that is my personal opinion is we should go based on what is objective here and if it's objectively a human being then it's not subject to human fault because if we start defining things as humans who are who have faults and can make mistakes if we as humans start taking that upon ourselves to define what is valued and what we should keep alive because we're defining personhood as a human race 
we uh -huh. are now getting into defining what is personhood. And so I think that's really dangerous because if we value it based on personhood and our own human subjectivity, then I think we're, we're going on a really, really bad, mm. bad path here. Because we can start saying different things are not people for different reasons. And I think that's really dangerous. Whereas objectively, we can say, this is a human. You can't kill it or you can. Sure. I think that's a lot safer. Sorry, I'd cut you off. Okay. No, 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 you're fine. I actually, okay, that's really interesting. Because as human beings, like you mentioned the Nazis, and I'm not adding that into an argument necessarily, but... You know, my immediate thought, and I'd kind of shouted it while you're still talking, I'm sorry, was like slavery, you know, yeah, like the exactly. of a person. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, genetically, sure, black people are humans, but are they people? Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah. Exactly. Why is that something that we're considering? I, I um, don't know. Yeah. I think if, I think maybe it makes them feel better about it. I'm sure that would be the only reason to me. Like, I know that it helps people to, like if I'm going to abort my pregnancy to understand that like it's a cell with no central nervous system, it doesn't feel pain. Hmm. It can't think. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, it does feel pain and so, it can think. So I, I think if we're saying the difference between a human and a person is that a person doesn't have certain aspects of personhood or humanity that might help them dissociate from an yeah. embryo. If they, I think know, so too. Wanted to receive an abortion. I just think that's really dangerous. I know. And, and I agree with you. And ultimately, I don't care. Yeah. I think all human life should be protected and should be protected equally. I agree. And I would hope that most people feel that way too. But again, I may not be accurately, I don't want to demonize anyone. I hope I'm accurately representing everyone's thoughts here. But anyway, so I think it's really interesting. I hadn't heard about that before, distinguishing between human and person. I personally do not like that. Yeah. That is, that's okay. Yeah. See, all right. I learned something. So you were, on, you, were, you were in the middle of talking about something before I cut you off. Do you remember I what you are saying? I do not. We talked about, okay, well, so we've talked about is a fetus a person. Yes. I think we've decided. It's a human being. Biologically, factually, it's a human. Is it a person? We don't even want to talk about it. We don't want to go down that road. Correct. I think, really that's, I think that's an invalid argument. And if you think it's a valid argument, we're going to post this on Facebook. Let us know. Yeah, feel free. Maybe. I mean, I'm open to having conversations on Facebook. So mm -hmm. if you have an opinion on what I'm saying or what Ben says and you want to offer your two cents, I'm fine discussing that. It's just I don't think either of us think that's a really valid argument. And so it would be, I think, disingenuous for us to get into a conversation about it. Sure. Because I don't think we would do it justice necessarily. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that's a good point. Um, okay. So how – where do we want to go from there? <laughs> okay. So you on the first podcast said you were pro-choice. Yes. Generally pro-choice. Yes. So what does that mean? Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to get an example here because you're more what indeed <laughs> you're more conservative than liberals are on than yeah. a lot of liberals are lot of on ways. abortion. Whereas I am not more liberal than a lot of conservatives. Than a lot of conservatives. Yeah. I'm kind of right there. So I, I kind of just want to get where you're coming from. I on it. Yeah, and I think that comes from when I was mentioning the the history of abortion mm -hmm. um, and the fact it's not pretty. that. It's not. <laughs> so one of the reasons, and it really kind of opened my mind, and again, I'm willing to talk about it, I'm willing to be proven wrong, I'm willing to learn about it, but I don't think I fully grasped how awful the situation was before Roe v. Wade. Um, the fact that, and I've heard arguments for like legalizing drugs and legalizing other things, 
specifically so that people who are ensnared in that and trapped in that can get like the medical help and the psychological help that they need. I had not realized how many women received coat hanger illicit abortions, how many people died from them. It wasn't until I started reading about that that I really realized like, oh my gosh, these were real people that passed away that for whatever reason wanted to end their pregnancy so badly that they're willing to go through douching with Lysol, that they were willing to stick crazy stuff up in their bodies to try and, and end that. And then that came with real consequences. And it came with real consequences for their families if they passed away or were injured, you know, maybe beyond any hope of healing. It came with consequences for doctors because as a doctor, you want to help people. Mm -hmm. um, and there, you can't, you know, your patient doctor confidentiality only goes so far. Um, I'm not 100% sure what the laws are, but I do know that, you know, as a person who may have done something illicit, you don't want to bring it up to anyone. Yeah. And so it can be really hard to receive the treatment that you need. And so I think when I say that I'm pro-choice, and again, I'm not going to say that I'm not pro-life. I think most people would be like, you can't be both, but I'm going to, I don't <laughs> care what you think. I want to be Ben. Both. <laughs> I can be both. I, I want to be whatever I want to be. <laughs> like I... Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I believe that where we are now, despite the fact that, and we can talk about elective abortions and reasons for receiving an abortion, mm -hmm. I, I have some peace of mind knowing that there are fewer women out there that feel the need to do that to themselves and are suffering because of that. That brings me some hope and some comfort. And I think it presents new challenges. I don't think that solves the problem. Legalizing abortion in any form for any reason, I don't think is necessarily, I don't think is necessarily the answer. And I don't know if we want to talk about solutions and like ideas for sure. how things should be instead. But sure. I, I guess my point is I don't, I don't want to go back to the way things were. Like okay. I, I hear people saying that we need to repeal Roe v. Wade. We need to make abortion illegal or restrict it. And that concerns me because I feel for these women that had suffered in these ways. And you can say, yeah, they did that to themselves. And I think objectively, I mean, you don't just like walk in. I, I can't say that. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, people, I mean, let's, <laughs> I want to, no, I want to, I want to have a disclaimer here. Like if you have kind of, I'm going to make a point And if you have any type of, I feel for you if you have any type of like mental health issues or things like that, I feel for you. And, but I'm going to make a point here and I want to make, make sure that I let you know, number one, you're loved. And number two, mm -hmm. you're an amazing human being if you're listening. But that being said, I think like some people put a gun to their head and shoot themselves. They did that to themselves. But that doesn't mean you don't like feel for them and say, man, you were going through something really, really difficult. Yeah. Like, and I feel, I feel awful that that happened. So I think, I think it's a valid point. I mean, thank you. I think like you can say an objectively say, okay, yeah, but the women chose to have sex in the vast majority of cases and now they want to end a pregnancy. Objectively. Yes. They made that decision on their own, but I think, you can still feel like, man, I'm sorry that you felt so you were in that place where you felt so alone and so broken to have to resort to this option. And I think that's something that the pro-life movement can do a much better job at. 
is promoting other options and promoting and giving other solutions other than abortion. I think abortion is awful. I think abortion is the killing of another human being. But I think, and I think the reason the pro-life movement isn't that way is because abortion is so widespreadly accepted. Like Roe v. Wade's a thing and Mm -hmm. like you have people on the left who are so adamant, fetus isn't a baby, things like that, that you feel Mm -hmm. like you have to be in this like attack mode where you're like, no, abortion is just wrong and this is why, 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 where we forget like we had, need to have a little bit of compassion too, and a little bit of understanding that there's a reason why these women are doing this. There's a reason why. And a lot of it I think is misinformation and an education issue because you have this widespread idea that it's not a bad thing to abort a baby. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fetus is not a human being. A fetus is fine. Like there's this, there's this push to kind of promote this idea that it's okay. It, it's not It's not the Bill Clinton era where safe, legal, and rare was a thing, which doesn't make much sense, by the way. Safe, legal, <laughs> and rare, rare does not make, make sense. The reason it doesn't make sense is because if you want it to be rare, why do you want it to be rare? And if you start going down that rabbit hole, then it's because, oh, you're killing a baby. Mm. That's why you want it to be rare. And if you're killing a baby, then why should it be legal? I seriously. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't make sense. I don't think that argument holds holds face. But my point is, we're not at the point where we have the left, from my understanding, saying, oh, we want to limit abortions as much as possible. I think there are some in the middle who are like, no, I'd, I think women should have the right to choose, but we know, we know abortion is not a good thing. Again, my argument would be, if you know it's not a good thing, if you think it's a human life, why is it okay? And why should why should someone have the ability to choose to end another human life? But my overall point. But before we move on, so no, finish with that. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Um. So my overall point is that I think the pro life movement, maybe once we get past this volatility, if it ever does get past it, I hope. Um. Or Roe v. Wade's overturned and we kind of quote unquote won that debate, we can get to the point where we're coming at it from a little bit more of a compassionate perspective and promote things like adoption, promote things like right now there's a tax credit for businesses that covers about 25% of the cost of um, a business providing childcare to their employees. Why don't we up that? Give them a higher tax credit so that more businesses offer childcare for their employees. So women don't feel like I can't pay for this baby or I'm so stuck here. And I think the pro-life movement can do a better job of promoting those things instead of just saying, get rid of abortion. Cause that give, takes away all, they feel, they feel trapped at that point. Can I, yeah. Um, to, yeah. Um, there's one thing I want to say sure. before we move on. If you are listening and you have had an abortion, mm-hmm. um, I don't want you to think that I guess how I feel about it is that it's, that's, that's not my place to, I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here being like, Hey, how dare you? You know, like, that's a good point. I, I'm a very religious person. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that your choices are between you and God. Correct. And that's a, not a relationship that I want to get in the middle of or one that I can fully understand because it's someone else's relationship. Correct. And so I want people to to not feel judged, to not, yeah, there's no way we'll ever be able to keep these podcasts down to 45 minutes. <laughs> I want to be, yeah, I want is I want to see more compassion, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I want people to know that, that you still have value that you still have worth 100% no matter what choices you've made Absolutely. And, and honestly no matter how you feel about those choices you might not have any guilt at all for having received an abortion I think you're still a human you're still a person you still have value 100% you might feel terrible and horrible about what happened receiving an abortion you might feel terrible and horrible about the pregnancy before that or you know anything else you're still a human and you still have value I agree and you're still a person and you still have value and so I think that's something that 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 should be where we start no, I 100% agree. And while I have my own thoughts on abortion and the morality of it, I do think there is a, well, like I talked about before, I think there's a widespread either, and again, my opinion, that there's a widespread misconception or misunderstanding that that is not a human being. Mm. And so, and even if you think it is, and still decided to get an abortion, I may disagree with the decision, but I I do I do things every single day that I that I disagree with the decision. <laughs> I make mistakes every single day. I do things that don't make sense every single day. That doesn't make me less of a person. It definitely doesn't make you less of a person. If you've had an abortion and are listening, I, from a pro-life perspective, don't think you are less of a human being. I don't see you as less of a human being. I think we, we may disagree on the issue, but that's the whole point of this podcast, right? We disagree mm-hmm. on this issue, and it's a big issue. If you're a pro-life person, you think that's a human life. So we're talking about millions of human lives from a pro-life perspective that are being ended. So it's a big issue. But we also need to understand that I don't think the vast majority of people in this country are bad people. Or I think all of the people in this country deserve to be listened to and to let them know that they have worth. And so if you've had an abortion, you're right. I should have started by saying you have worth. And I'm not criticizing no. you. Yeah, yeah, you've been yeah, doing that, yeah. by the way. I don't think that that's... Yeah. But my point, since we've gotten that kind of out of the way... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to be a longer one, guys. This is a this is a big one. Well, dude... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so, my thoughts, since you've kind of given your mm-hmm. opinion, my general thoughts on abortion are... I think it's scientifically provable that that's a human life at the time of fertilization. A separate piece of human DNA is created upon fertilization that is different from the mother, different from the father. And if you found that piece of DNA, that piece of DNA alone, if you found that on a on Mars, if we found that piece of DNA, we would come back and say, hey, there's human life on Mars. So that... I think we can scientifically prove that that is a human life. The seed to the tree argument, I don't think seeds are necessarily trees, but every tree was a seed. Like we all, I I didn't come from a fetus. 
I I didn't hatch from a fetus. I once was one. I once was a fetus, me. And so I think when I'm a fetus, I'm still me. That's me. And that doesn't change just because I'm a fetus. That that was me. And so I don't I don't think that's a great argument from the pro-life perspective. And so at the point of fertilization, that is a human life. And so the general pro-life rule is if that's a human life, you can't kill it. Now, the arguments then come, what about rape? What about incest? What about health of the mother? Do you want to make any of those arguments, Ben, from the leftist perspective? I, I think in terms of just a bare-bones numbers game, if we're trying to save as many people as possible, I understand the life of the mother argument, and I support that. I agree. I think if the life of the mother is in danger, um, in most cases, well, you know, I'm not saying that... Uh, I'm getting off track. Anyway, I'm... I. I'm all for that argument. If you have to choose between the mom and, and the baby, if you choose the mom, I don't blame you. Absolutely. But why is that a consistent argument for a pro-lifer? For... If, if that's a human life yeah. and the mom's a human life, mm -hmm. why, why don't we just save the baby human life and get rid of the mother one? If from a pro-life perspective, mm. why is that a consistent argument? Or why do you think from the left perspective... Like what, I don't know. I guess what I'm, I'm guess I'm trying to bait you into asking <laughs> <laughs> what the response is to that. <laughs> what the response is to, to what? What do you mean? To why, if both of them are human lives, should we value the mothers over the babies? Wow. It's a tough one. I had a hard time with it when I heard, first heard the argument. I, I guess I don't think that that's a really good question because the argument the example that was given to me when i heard that argument was okay a an in vitro clinic is burning you have a bunch of these fertilized eggs in vitro in the in vitro clinic and then you you run in and say you have a hundred fertilized eggs and then the other room you hear a three-year-old child crying who do you save? Do you grab do you grab the fertilized eggs and run them out of the building? Or do you go, oh, there's a three-year-old child and grab a three-year-old child and run out of the building and let the fertilized eggs be destroyed? That's the, how it was presented to me. And for a long time, I didn't have an answer. So I'm wondering if you necessarily had a pro-life answer to that. Can I give you my answer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think at that point, the numbers game idea breaks down because I think about the amount of pain and suffering that would be caused from one choice over another. I think that a lot of people are going to miss, and this is gross, and I'm sorry. I think a lot of people are going to miss that three-year-old more than people are going to miss those embryos. Um, I agree. And I I mean, there's a, a sick argument that you can make, too, that like it's harder to keep embryos alive and it costs so much <laughs> and, you know, whatever. And I, I agree. That's a very sick sure, argument. Sure, that makes sense, but like you should try and save as many people as possible. And yeah, if, if we're calling embryos people and we're calling zygotes people... I think I would save the three-year-old. I maybe I don't really know why. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to know how, how you solve that problem and what you think. I think every single human being, if you're a human being, should say to save the three-year-old and let the zygotes die. 
And the reason is, to me, I look at it like we play the trolley game, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> total, and, and it's just a normal psychological experiment, mm-hmm. is the trolley cart experiment, right? If you were put in a position where a trolley cart was steaming down the road and you hit a fork and you had to choose, like it was broken down and it was breaking and it was going to, and you, the brakes don't work and you had to choose to turn left or right. And on the left side, you had three construction workers that didn't see you coming and you were going to hit them. And on the right side, you had your mom with your child hanging out with your child on the right side. Which side do you choose? There's three human beings over here and two human beings over here. Who do you choose? The correct answer is your mother and your child. Why? (laughs) Well, I think the reason is that the sense, it's kind of like your argument. It's the argument of this has more effect on more people and you're put in a position where you cannot make a different call. Like you, you're putting it, you either have to kill these people or you have to kill these people. It's a terrible, awful decision. Uh-huh. But the correct decision for you is, and what any human being would make, I don't care if you're adding me on social media and saying, <laughs> no, I would save the three. No, you would save your mom and your baby. <laughs> That's just the normal perspective. You're put in a difficult position where you're forced to make a decision. It's not a good one. If you would, if you could break, if you could stop the trolley cart, you would. That's the best decision. But there is no good answer. There is none. You don't have a good answer. Good. And I think that's where we're at with abortion. I think there is. We live in a world where rape exists, where mother mortality is a fact. We live in a world where embryos die, whether that's a medical procedure or whether it's a spontaneous abortion, there is no perfect solution and we can't save everyone. Correct. Um, So if the mother's life is in peril, I think it's still very consistent to be pro-life and say, of course, we should save the mother instead of the baby. It's a terrible decision. It's Mm -hmm. awful. It is gut-wrenching. But so would being on the trolley. So would having a burning building. Um, And so would any other terrible decision you were forced to make. The problem is, the problem is, 